What's up, everybody? Welcome yeah. back to Keenan the Cole Train. How we feeling? Good, good, I hope. Good, good, good. Good, I hope. Um, sorry, we weren't able to do a recap last week, guys. We were traveling, and that made it difficult, and the schedules really just didn't make it happen. But from here on out, I don't think either of us have much going on for the rest of the season, so we'll be able to do this more consistently. We're going to be bringing the heat. Don't you worry about that. Bringing the heat. Week two was fun. We got a lot of really good games. Um, not mine particularly, but you know. You got screwed. I'm moving on from that. Uh, <laughs> looking at, you know, what we got going on week three. Uh, if you're listening to this, for us, today is Wednesday. At 3.46 p.m. Central Standard Time. September 22nd. Which means we have a game tomorrow. Yeah, football! Yeah. Panthers, Texans. Realistically, man, I think football's uh, better than no football. Exactly, um, it's still a Thursday night game. We're gonna have some fun. Now, this actually might have been an entertaining game to watch had Tyrod Taylor not gotten hurt. But we're getting Davis Mills versus Sam Darnold. Man, now, barn burner. No offense to Sam Darnold, he's had a fine start to the season. But, um, I just, I don't have a whole lot of hope for Davis Mills starting this game. Um, I think the Panthers' defense so far this season has kind of overperformed expectations, at least in my eyes anyway, and Sam Darnold's been good enough. I mean, they're one of, I don't know how many teams that have started 0-2. I know there's not a whole bunch this year, but, um, I kind of expect the Panthers to roll this one pretty easily. Um, I don't know what the current line is. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, but uh, what are your thoughts? Realistically, man, I, I think I agree with you in you know totality there. Where I mean, I really wish we could have seen Tyrod Taylor because he's looked phenomenal this year thus far. Um, but obviously, as, ta- as poor Tyrod Taylor does, um, he got hurt. <laughs> this time wasn't a doctor's fault, so... Uh, I've seen a lot of like meme pages and stuff posting the whole, you know, the last two quarterbacks to follow Tyrod Taylor injuries are Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. Yeah, Davis Mills is neither of those. I spoke pretty highly of Davis Mills going into the draft, and I do have faith in him, but I don't think this early we should be seeing Davis Mills. But obviously in Houston, they don't have much of a choice. Yeah, no. Um... But I'm with you. I think the Panthers... Are eat they, up the Texans. But. Are they going to dress to Sean as their backup, though? Or do they have anybody Ooh. else? Everything I'm reading says that they're not going to activate Deshaun regardless. Um, personally, I haven't read anything about like who their emergency quarterback would be, um, if that was the case. But, yeah, I mean... Elevate a practice squad guy. Exactly, I would think so. Um, but, I mean... Hell, if you're run, you might be running out of options, but... I mean, really, if you had Deshaun Watson and Davis Mills active and didn't start Deshaun Watson, I mean, I'd at least think about it if I was them. See, I mean, granted, he has some say in it too, but, I mean, if he's willing to go out there and play, I'd at least think about it because I think what they showed week one against the Jaguars, now granted the Jaguars aren't off to a great start, but even against the Browns, they were competitive until Tyra Taylor went out like, Maybe this team isn't as bad as we thought they were going to be. I know Tyrod had a lot to do with that, but I mean, if they really, not granted, I don't know if they'd be really in the position to challenge for a playoff spot this year, but I'm just saying that it would be something to think about. 
Yeah, and I mean, realistically, I mean, if you think about it, from Deshaun Watson's perspective, if he was to dress and was eligible to play, barring that he doesn't get put on the commissioner's exempt list for some reason. He hasn't yet. And, and he's he hasn't. on the active roster. So, I mean, if you really want the trade, I know he's come out publicly and said he doesn't want to play another snap for the Texans, but I mean, you could show a team like Miami, whose quarterback just went down, that you still got it. You're, I mean, even though you've you know been off the field for quite some time. Yeah, but let's talk about the Panthers for a second. For sure. Um, again, like I said earlier, I think they have overperformed expectations so far. Um, I know some people saw them as kind of a sneaky playoff team, and I'm not going to lie, I'm still not 100% sold on Sam Darnold. Um, he's looked pretty good so far this season, but I don't know if he'll ever become what we thought he once could. But... I think with the Panthers, the way with the way Matt Rule coaches and the way they're putting that defense together, he might just be one of those guys that all he has to do is just be good enough. Exactly. Um, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring, so. And yeah, I always forget who was the guy that started for the Buccaneers in the two thousand three Super Bowl. Oh God, I don't think it was Jeff Garcia at that no, point. No, it wasn't. Anyway. Anyway, we'll um, get back to that. Yeah, the uh, Panthers, though, I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to do it easily, and I don't perceive it being a particularly entertaining game. But maybe I'll be wrong. The past, Actually, the past two Thursday night games between Tampa and Dallas and then last week Washington and New York have been pretty good, so we'll see. Oh, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Right. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. I think uh, my favorite game of the week... Obviously, because I'm a Chargers fan, uh, not only that, but it's two really, really good teams. Uh, it's going to be the Chargers-Chiefs game. Are you ready to get hurt? Yeah, 100%. I mean, after last week, I don't have many emotions. Um, so. Well, either way, at the end of this game, one of these teams is going to start 1-2, and two, but they're a lot better than 1-2. and two. 100%. Um, personally, I kind of think the Chargers got a little screwed by the refs against Dallas. Um those two calls that took the touchdowns off the board were a little egregious. And what was the play where they called Justin Herbert down on the sack when he was getting He was falling backwards. But he was getting rid of the ball. Right. He was falling backwards and getting rid of the ball, but they said that they called him down. He was heading downward and was defenseless and could have he didn't want they didn't want him to get hurt, allegedly. So it was one of those things that yes, there was contact but it was basically, we're not playing two-hand touch football. The man wasn't on the ground, and he got rid of the ball. So why is that a sack? Fair I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's why I don't wear the stripes. Both these teams coming off losses, though. Pretty close losses. Um, they're both... It's going to be a competitive game, I think, because obviously both these teams want to get back on the winning track. Even in you know just the past few years, the Chargers have always played the Chiefs really well. Um Realistically, I think we split the season series, uh, but that's obviously to you know to you're, come. Well, you're in Kansas City. The Chargers' defense has performed quite well this year, so far in two games. The offense has, I mean, Herbert's looked good, but the offense overall, I feel, has maybe underperformed a little bit. Even though, like I said, two touchdowns were taken off the board. I think this is going to be a competitive game, though. I, I think so too. Um, end of the day, I would probably, if I had to pick one, I'll probably say the Chiefs get this one. It'll be close. I would love to see the Chiefs lose because I just like seeing the Chiefs lose. 
that defense from the Chiefs, though, I mean, it looked rough against Baltimore. They could not stop the run for nothing right. in the second half. Yeah, it was hard to watch, to be honest. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. What game do you want to discuss next? What do we got? Um, let's go Cardinals-Jags. 100%. Cardinals-Jags. Um, well, the Cardinals have are another 2-0 and team. Shouldn't be. Uh, kind of screwed me on my picks because I took the Vikings last week. But uh, being a Minnesota Vikings kicker is one of the most cursed positions in all of sports, apparently. Um, can't make a chip shot to win the game. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, the Jags have not looked good, and neither has Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying I'm worried. I'm not hitting the panic button. But so far, it has not looked good. And there's already my rumors of Urban Meyer wanting to be done with this. Um, that's not great to hear. even Considering if we're going into week three. Uh... Of his first NFL job and probably his only NFL job. Exactly. Um, that being said, the... Uh, Cardinals offense has been something to watch this year for sure. No kidding. It's about time. We'll see if it holds up because they could be one of these teams that starts hot and then fades. That kind of happened last year too. And yeah. It, I mean, they started off really hot and then people started scheming a little better for you know what Kyler does. So. Well, yeah, that, that's fair. I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. <laughs> Obviously, I'm picking them. But uh, the Jaguars could... I could honestly see this being like a sneaky upset for the Jags. I don't know why. This I always just something about the Cardinals just gives me pause. It really does. That's fair. I mean, they haven't really proven much in the last few years with you know Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. And like I said, I mean, last year they started off hot and then fell off. Uh, they're playing in a really tough division, but I mean. With the way the Jaguars have been playing, I, realistically, the Cardinals should, On I mean, looking at you know the matchup on paper, the Cardinals should route the Jaguars. But I think I'm with you, man. I, I think, you know, the Jaguars can only stink for so long. You know, it's, eventually they're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, I think I, Trevor Lawrence should look better against the secondary, which I, I'm not too impressed with, but they've been okay through two weeks. That's fair. Side note, I do love the Kyler Murray to Rondale Moore connection. Oh, me too. I tried so hard to pick. He, Rondale Moore was available in my fantasy, and I didn't have the waiver priority to pick him up. Oh, damn. Stupid. Oh. I was so mad. You'll get over it. <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll move on to the uh, Bears and the Browns, where it's looking like Justin Fields will make his first career start. Um, it's been made official. He will be there. Uh, obviously, Matt Nagy did the diplomatic thing and said, well, when Andy's healthy, he'll be our starter. But if Justin goes out there and balls out, I mean, can you justify putting Andy Dalton back in? Um, I don't know if the Browns' defense is going to be the defense he's going to go out there and ball out against. I know That's right, especially in Cleveland. He came in in relief duty against Cincinnati, but he really didn't look great in doing so. That's fair. Um, I think the Browns will win this game easily. I think so, too, the especially Browns. with the Bears' defense looking like it definitely took a step back, you know, um, they, and they didn't pick it back up. I mean, they had the few picks there at the end against Cincy, but I think that was just more of the... The Bears' offense is just so bad, though. That's fair. And maybe Fields will elevate it, maybe now that he's, they're preparing him to be the starter, but... I, I would say expect a lot of production out of David Montgomery and those tight ends, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, because that's going to be the safety valves, and realistically, Justin's going to be on the move a lot, because that offensive line is bad. 
Yeah, and the Browns defense is pretty good. <laughs> um, I'd say so. Granted, the Bra- the Texans managed to keep it close against the Browns until Tyrod Taylor went out, and then they kind of just ran away with it. And the Browns had the Chiefs on the ropes in Week One. Probably, really should have won, but didn't. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Browns here. I think that's a fair pick. I think that Justin will probably struggle. Uh, I don't think that he's going to really find his groove till later on. Um, I don't think that he goes out and balls out this week, realistically. Obviously, as a fan, I'm, you guys can't see this, but I'm wearing my Justin Fields jersey today. Um, I'm really happy for the guy, and I'm really hoping that he does have a good game because um, I'd like to see him be the starter, as do many people in Chicago. That is true. <clears throat> All right, let's go to Buffalo, where the Buffalo Bills are playing my Washington football team. Well, I think it's going to be ugly. Say never, Dan. We got, you know, Taylor Heineke, the greatest quarterback of all time. He looked real good against New York, but greatest I don't know. quarterback of our generation. Yikes. Um, Aaron Andrews called him Tyler Heineke. Um, I won't let you live that down, EA, sorry. Everybody calls him Tyler for some reason. It's not Tyler, it's Taylor. It's pretty easy to pronounce. Um, anyway, now nah, I think the Bills are going to beat Washington handily because... Washington's defense, which was supposed to be our strong suit, has massively underperformed through the first two games this week, and I've been very disappointed with it, especially against Daniel Jones on Thursday night football, even though Daniel Jones always just seems to play well against Washington. I don't know why that is. Hey, he got his first defeat against Washington, though. He did, though. thanks to an offsides call that was questionable in the Darius Slayton drop. Uh-huh. Um, they had no business winning that game, but we did. Hey, That's a dub is a dub. Um, Dustin Hopkins got another chance to kick the field goal, but uh, he was killing us on those option plays, so I'm looking for the Bills to do a lot of that. Oh, yeah, Josh Allen's going to run all over you guys, and I feel really bad because that front four is so nasty, but the second level is just... Well, our secondary was supposed to be improved, and actually didn't look bad against the Chargers, but in the Giants, they looked terrible. I love. I really love the Benjamin St. Juice pick. I think that he's going to be great for you guys, but Mike Williams ate his lunch week one. Well, that's to be expected. He was a rookie. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think the Bills are going to roll here. They're, uh, they just put the, put the beating on Miami. Um, yeah, no kidding. Granted, it was Jacoby Brissett after Tua got hurt, and we didn't know how long Tua was out for, but, um, yeah. I think the Bills found their groove. Uh, week one is not a tell of what Buffalo's going to be. Um, I would agree with that. Moving on to a divisional matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um, the two early favorites for the uh, AFC South, which is not very interesting. Is Carson Wentz going to start this game? Or is it going to be Jacob Eason? It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um Everything that I'm reading says that Carson's on pace to start. I mean, you did pay him all that money. Start the guy. Um, see what he and you've got to see what he's got. I mean, he hasn't been that impressive in the first two weeks, um, but I think that he's still shaking some rust off. I realistically think that Carson's going to be fine. Uh, I still don't see that Colts offense really booming the way that people were expecting. You know, I'm not going to lie though. I was pretty disappointed with Carson Wentz last week. Me too. And that's not the way he performed, but the fact that you, you hurt your ankle 
whatever, and you can't go out there and do a two-minute drive. Like, come on, man. They'd pay you all that money. Go earn your money. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Like, actually, I, I, you got to toughen up a little bit. Guys play hurt. It happens. You exactly. You're in a position to beat the Rams, and you couldn't get off the bench for it. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. To me. That's the thing. If it was like a blowout or something, I could totally understand that, which most people did expect. Um, but that's the thing. The Colts made it competitive, and then they just kind of shit the bed at the end there. Um, but realistically, I think the Titans are going to win this game. This is a hard one to pick for me because we don't because I haven't heard if Carson Wentz is starting yet or not. Sure. Um, if he is, I think it'll be close. If not, I think the Titans will run away with it. Um, I think they're just going to hold the ball too long. I realistically think that Derrick Henry is going to have another 35-40 touch game, and he's just going to run all over them. To me, the Titans, I know they got the win in Seattle, but haven't looked super impressive to me for a team that was supposed to be, I mean, people were locking them into the playoffs, have not looked super impressive to me. That's fair. But, I mean, they could get back on track and get above 500 with a win against Indianapolis. Exactly. All right. Now, and if you're Mike Variable in the Titans, that's what you're looking for. Now, yeah. as far as the next game, definitely I want to talk about the Saints and Pats. Well, let's go back to the uh, Titans-Colts for a second. Did you see that uh, Julio touchdown catch that got waved off? Yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, I felt like he was called it a touchdown and then reviewed it and said no, it's not. Which I was, that one. Huh. I was definitely interesting. You know, it was definitely an interesting call for me at least because the call on the field was touchdown. And looking at the review, it didn't look like there was irrefutable odds or excuse me, irrefutable like evidence that hey, he this, actually didn't. This can be overturned. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. So. That one was definitely interesting to me. Um, obviously, it didn't change the game too much. They still ended up winning. But, I don't know. It was definitely a questionable call. And especially for all the Julio Jones haters out there that are saying, oh, he's definitely on the wrong side of 32 now. And it's like, you know, I get it. Uh, Julio is not the Julio of old, but he's still Julio freaking Jones. Yeah. All right, let's go to Pat Saints. These are another two teams that really haven't, like, jumped off the screen at me. Well, the Saints looked great in week one, but then real lousy against the Panthers in week two. And I have a feeling that's how the entire season's going to be. Jameis um, needs a follow-up LASIK appointment ASAP. No kidding. He needs to go see his doctor right now. Um, yeah, man. It, it's, that's the thing. Everybody was crowning Jameis the MVP after week one. I mean, they smacked the Packers in the mouth and then come out and just lay an egg. I don't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, um, the Patriots... Had a close loss to the Dolphins and then, you know, beat the crap out of the Jets, which was to be expected. Um, Mac Jones has looked solid so far. Not great. Their defense has kind of been carrying him. But, um, yeah, this is one of the harder games for me to pick this week because um, we don't know which Saints team we're going to get. Are we going to get the Jameis who lobs a ball, no look into triple coverage, or... Are we going to get, you know, what was it, four or five touchdown pass, James? He had five touchdowns in week one. Well, only 148 It was like 150 yards and five touchdowns. It's an odd stat line, but, uh, yeah, this, this is going to be an interesting game to watch for sure. Um, we just don't know what James we're going to get. And um, Superdome caught on fire. I don't know if that's a bad omen or not. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, like you said, it's all going to depend on what Jameis we're getting. In New Orleans, I think, uh, I mean, they're playing in New England, and New England is, like, notoriously good at home. But 
I don't know, man. I guess I'd have to look at the line and kind of go from there. So we'll cover that one later. Okay. Um, now let's go to the toilet bowl of the week. <laughs> the Falcons and the Giants. One of the least interesting games you could possibly put together. Teams who have just looked like absolute crap for two weeks. Yeah, I have no idea what's even going to happen in this one. Um, Neither of these teams cares to play defense very well. Right. Um, I could see a lot of scoring. Maybe a big Kyle Pitts fantasy day, hopefully, for me. I picked up Cordero Patterson, so I'm hoping for a big fantasy day from him. Um, he had an awesome week last week. These are teams who will probably be competing for the number one overall pick next year because both of them have just looked absolutely lousy. Now, the Falcons did come back a little bit against the Bucks before the Bucks ultimately ran away with it. But there was, I mean, hope with Arthur Smith as the coach and uh, bringing in Kyle Pitts. I know they had to get rid of Julio Jones. But, I mean, if this offense could be viable and score enough points to, you know, at least make up for the defensive inefficiency. But so far, it just hasn't happened yet. Exactly. And the Giants... Well, I mean, I almost want to say Daniel Jones is kind of like Jameis, but usually you're always getting bad Daniel Jones unless he's playing Washington. Exactly. Um, just has not looked great so far this year. And you can't have a quarterback who's only good two games a year? Not an exciting game to watch. But, well, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, the next one I would definitely want to cover would be like uh, another divisional matchup. we got the Bengals and the Steelers. Okay. This one's going to be interesting, too, because, I mean, it's Big Ben, so he'll probably play. Because that man would be dead, and they would weaken it, Bernie's him into the freaking offense. Um, I don't know, man. I think if Dewey Haskins is your starting quarterback, I think that the Bengals have themselves a day. But I don't know. I think Big Ben will keep him in it. I think I, I think he's gonna play. Is he questionable? I believe so. Okay. Um. The Bengals have concerned me a little bit so far this year because Joe Burrow still keeps getting hit, and I don't like to see that. The offensive line, I mean, it's been better, but it's still not good. Um, it's hard to get worse than what they were last year. But um, not a terrible start to the season. They pulled out the upset over the Vikings and almost beat the Bears. Probably should have beat the Bears. Joe Burrow threw three picks that I'm sure he'd love to have back. It was very uncharacteristic for him. They'll be wanting to bounce back, but um, that Steelers defense, I mean, has been good. But I believe they're going to be without T.J. Watt this game. I believe so. For the next couple weeks at least. Um, so that could be something to look at. And again, if Big Ben doesn't play, the door is very wide open for the Bengals to win. Now, the Bengals could pull off the upset anyway, but if Big Ben is going to be in the game, I would probably lean Steelers here. Me too. Right, let's go to the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. The Lions have kind of bothered me. It's like, are you good or not? Yeah, they opened really strong on Monday against the Packers and then just kind of faded into nothingness. Um, it's almost like Jared Goff has never played with a wet ball before. Yeah, well, it was like a reverse um, what they did the week before where they started off really slow against the 49ers and almost had that crazy comeback. Didn't end up happening, but I mean, was that Jared Goff supposed joke supposed to be in reference to him playing in California his whole life? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Hit the button. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, um, Jared Goff has actually not looked bad in the Lions. 
Ryan's um, uniform. Couldn't think of the word there. <laughs> the, the Lions still as a whole, I mean... Uh, There's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah, their fans should have too high of expectations. And we did see some classically bad uh, Anthony Lynn clock management there. Good to see that. I bet you were. It was PTSD, man. It felt like there was helicopters flying around me. It was bad. Fortunate son playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, and the Ravens are obviously going to be coming off the high of finally beating the Chiefs and doing it in pretty dramatic fashion. I think the Ravens are going to roll here. I think so, too. All right. Let's go to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I feel so bad for Jets fans, man, because Robert Sala is a great coach. Zach Wilson is a good player. I mean, you lose Mackay back then, that's a huge hit to that offensive line. I just want to like almost say that Jets, like, just accept the fact that just this ain't the year. Exactly. Oh. Jets gonna Jets, you know. Teddy Two Gloves has looked great in Denver so True. far through two games. Looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, I hate to say it because, you know, the Broncos. Bradley Chubb is hurt again. I mean, it seems like to me he gets uh, half a season injury every year. So far. Um, Not hurting my feelings. Well, I like to watch him, though. I do like to watch him. I mean, as a football fan, Bradley Chubb is awesome yeah. rushing the passer. It's just like, yeah, like you said. Yeah, the Broncos have a great defense, and Vic Fangio runs it pretty well. I mean, that secondary, they have are loaded in the secondary, loaded on the defensive line. And um, Teddy's been scoring enough points to just, I mean, like I said, first two weeks, they've just been absolutely rolling. Um, Limp Biscuit reference. <laughs> The Jets, on the other hand, have not been rolling through the first two weeks. Um, they staged a bit of a comeback against Carolina. Didn't it fell short? But then this looked really rough against the Patriots. But you know, Zach Wilson had what the four interceptions, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty typical to have a really bad day the first time you play Bill Belichick. If you look at other comparative quarterbacks who have, have also not. I think Josh Allen had like three interceptions his first time playing them. It's, when, you, when you're not used to seeing it, it's just it's something that you're, it's going to be difficult. All right, let's go to the Dolphins and Raiders, which would have been an interesting matchup until... To a talk about Loa, out with ribs. Um, so Jacoby Brissett will start. If I had some cooked ribs, I would also set up the game out to eat. I get it. I get it. Big barbecue, guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Derek Carr, questionable to go into this game too, but all signs are pointing to him starting. Um, I'd really hate to see Nathan Peterman versus Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> uh, just because... Is that who their backup is now? That Marcus, Marcus Mariota's on IR. Um, so Nathan Peterman on a roster. He's, their, he's been their third string quarterback for, I believe, three years now. Um, but yeah, we're he really hoping Derek Carr Peterman. starts as a football fan. I'd really... He will. I'd really like to see Derek Carr yeah. or not, you know. Now, the Raiders, two really impressive wins to start the season against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, now, I believe I said when we did our preview show that the AFC West, I could see it finishing in any number of ways because all the teams were supremely talented. But I had the Raiders finishing fourth. Now, they're obviously still good, but, man, they've looked good so far. And the defense has been good enough. I mean, Max Crosby's been getting getting to the pass or, <laughs> the quarterback. Um, I think Ngakwe's hurt, though. He is. And Gerald yeah. McCoy is also hurt. Who I just feel absolutely awful for Gerald McCoy because he was so excited to get back in, and now he's out for the year again. Exactly. 
It might I, be. We might never see a. Joe I've always game. really enjoyed watching him, and I thought he was always a really underrated player. And I just feel absolutely awful for him. I agree. It's um, nice to hear it from somebody else because I always get the biased OU thing, so it's fine. Yeah, but well, <laughs> the Raiders. I mean, but their defense has definitely overperformed my expectations. Without so a doubt. Here. Um, I think Keanu Neal moving down to box linebacker. He's actually moved. And he's playing more of that utility role. I think that's been awesome for him, uh, watching him kind of rebrand himself. Now, Jonathan Abrams did get bodied by Najee Harris. He got dummied. <laughs> Najee Harris made him look stupid. I mean, if I, if I get tossed like that, I think I'm just telling coaches. I'm pulling Avante Davis big time. I'm getting the fuck out of I'm there. I'm not retired. I'm just <laughs> sitting the rest of the day out. Like, I got a hamstring or whatever. Um, the Dolphins, though. Um, Barely eked out a win against the Patriots in week one, and they just completely fell flat in week two. Um, I believe they were shut out by the Bills. They got smoked. Yep. Not great. Um, kind of expected that as soon as Tua went out. Um, Jacoby Brissett, great guy. I just, eh. I don't know, man. I think Jacoby Brissett's going to be one of those career backups. You know, nothing against the guy. He's supremely talented. He's in the NFL. It's more than I can say. But I don't know, man. He's never really done anything to impress me. Um, so unless he comes out and beats the Raiders, maybe I change the narrative a bit, but I don't I think, see it happening. I think the Raiders are getting off to a 3-0 and start. Which is crazy to think about, but that team is very, very good, and their defense came together when that was the biggest question mark. Well, um, interestingly, they sat uh, Cleveland Farrell, their number Healthy four scratch. overall pick from a couple of years ago, and uh, I think Damon Arnett only played one snap. Mm-hmm. Not great draft portfolios, but uh, you hate to see it. Um, it. Seems like they're overcoming it. All right, let's go to probably what will probably a lot of people will be the game of the week: the Buccaneers versus the Rams. Possible NFC Championship game we're looking at. Um, at least that's what's been said around the league. Uh, both these teams are really good. Uh, I think that it's going to be a lower scoring game than most people. The Bucks defense worries me a little bit. I agree. That's where that was my next point. I think that they have not looked great for the first two weeks. They've certainly underperformed expectations. But when the offense is as good as it is, I mean, it's just you just have to be good enough. Exactly. Um, the Rams, on the other hand, um, looked great against the Bears. I mean, Matthew Stafford looks like he is fitting right in in L.A. And you love to see it because you know. Anybody who's stuck in Detroit. Cooper Cup has been his favorite target, and seemingly, like, every time I see a highlight of a touchdown they throw, they don't watch too terribly many Rams games. St. Louis thing. Glad um, to see Cooper Cup back, though. Uh, yeah. It seems like he's, like, 20 yards wide open on every one of his touchdowns, and I'm just like, huh, maybe people should cover that guy. Um, just a thought. This is going to be a fun game, though. Um, you think it's going to be lower scoring? Than- I could see that. I really could. I, again, this is going to be one that we have to look at the line, um, kind of see what the over-under is on this, but I think you know betting the under on this game wouldn't be out of the question, no. depending on where the number's at. It should be a really entertaining game. Um, surprised it's not in primetime, actually, when you look at what the primetime games are. But no kidding. Got to have our um, ob- obligatory? Obligatory. Obligatory yeah. NFC East primetime matchups that nobody asks for. Um... But let's move on to the Seahawks and the Vikings. This is another one I think is going to be a little bit harder to read. A lot of people will pick the Seahawks, but when the Seahawks and the Vikings play each other, like weird things always happen. 
you know, the Vikings should not be 0-2. Their kicker should be able to make a 37-yard chip shot against the Cardinals to win that game. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Vikings are better than 0-2. The Seahawks are 1-1, obviously, um, losing in overtime to the Titans this past week. What are your thoughts on this one? I think that the Seahawks have looked good, uh, definitely better than I thought they would. But so have the Vikings. The Vikings have done enough to win games, and they're sitting at 0-2. Um, obviously, there's little things here and there that both teams need to clean up. Uh, but I honestly think the Vikings are going to win this game. I don't think it'll be by much. I think it'll be a pretty close... It is in Minneapolis. Exactly, and that's why I think that they might have the edge there. I think it's going to be who has the ball last type of game. Yeah, I mean, it's the curse of the Seahawks always playing in weird Exactly. All right. Let's move on to the Sunday night football, the Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be another really fun game to watch. Um, honestly, I think that the Niners defense still has some figuring out to do, especially having those guys back like the Bosa's of the world. I think that that front seven just doesn't look as good as everybody thought they would. The Niners are the 2-0 and team who I'm probably least impressed with. Through I agree. Games. They let the Lions back in it in week one and just kind of eked it out against the Eagles in week two. Um, the Packers, on the other hand, after being pretty much embarrassed week one, they came back and put on a solid showing against Detroit, got the win there. Shout out Aaron Jones. No surprise. Glad he found his father's ashes on the field. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see because I think that the Packers are going to have another really good game. Um, and I think that they're going to expose the 49ers. I think that the Packers not only win, but I think you know it's possibly even a two-possession game. Kyle Shanahan always has some tricks up his sleeves when he plays his former protégés. Um, but also, I mean, the 49ers are getting hammered with the injuries at the running back position. Oh, 100%. Uh, Ryan Mostert's out for the year. Shocker. Right. Um, and Trey Sermon was questionable with the concussion. I think Elijah Mitchell was questionable after that. Yikes. Yeah, they got on Johnson on their practice squad. Uh, 49ers. But man. The past two years have just not had the injury. Level. And their leading rusher from last year, Jeff Wilson, he's hurt too. So he's probably set to return later on in the year, but I mean, it's it's bad. You know, the back the backs of the league are just being riddled with injuries between the Ravens, the Niners. It's just, it's tough to watch. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Monday night football game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Realistically, man, I uh, I like how the Eagles have played. I like that they've, you know, given Jalen the reins and let him do his thing. I think Jalen Hurts has looked really good in the first two weeks. And I honestly think that they beat the Cowboys. I think that, uh, you know, it's in Dallas. It'll be interesting to see. But I think that, you know, Zeke had his bounce back game, but I think that he's going to continue to be streaky. I think that that Cowboys offense is good, but not great. And their defense has also been a little bit below average, especially because, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is now out. Randy Gregory is now out. Both those guys are the, you know, leading edge rushers, and neither of them are going to be playing. Now, you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott, but... How long does Tony Pollard have to outperform Ezekiel Elliott before we kind of come to the realization that he might be better? Because Zeke has just not looked good the past couple years. 
That's fair. Everyone that this year coming in saying, and maybe they just haven't had the opportunity to use them yet this year. I mean, I know they play some tough defensive fronts, but I mean, if you're the guy, you got to go against those. And going against them, Tony Pollard has looked better than Zeke. Hundred percent, and that's the thing. I think that's a product of the offense more than anything. I mean, Zeke was a top five pick. I mean, the guy is obviously talented. I'm not saying he's not. And and, and I know you're not saying he's not. It's just one of those things where you know, I think it's going to be matchup based. But the two, the first two matchups they had, I mean, they played Tampa Bay, the defending champions, in the first week, and that was a shootout. So obviously, you're going to throw the ball a lot more. I think how many? I think Zeke had less than ten touches overall in the first game, uh, and then in the second game, you know, he had the same amount of touches within the first half. But I think he still only ended with less than a hundred all-purpose yards. Like you said, Tony Pollard's just been the better back, I think, for the offense that they're running. What's the uh, over under on how many uh, shots sh- shots we get about Jerry Jones in the pre- in the uh, luxury box? I'd probably put that about four and a half. Take the over. Oh, I would pound the over if it was four and a half. Because <laughs> that's what we get every time. But all right, now let's go to our picks in the odds here. So for Thursday night's game, Panthers versus Texans. We've got the Panthers as seven and a half point favorites with a 43 and a half over under. Hmm. I will take the Panthers to win and cover, and I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. I think that I will take Carolina to win, cover, and I will take the over. Okay. Um, next, we got the uh, Cardinals and the Jaguars. Cardinals are seven-point favorites with a 52 over-under. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win, but Jacksonville to cover, and I will take the under. 52 is a big number. 52 is a big number. Um, I'm going to take Cardinals to win and cover. I will also take the under. All right. Um, Next, I think we got the Giants and Falcons. I'm looking at Bengals-Steelers here. Bengals-Steelers, my apologies. Um... What's the line on that? We so got, we've got Steelers minus four and a half, 44 and a half being the over-under. I will take the Steelers to win and cover that line, and I will take the over. I agree. All right. Who we got next? The Colts-Titans Colts, at Titans minus five, 48 over-under. Well, I mean, this is this. I mean, kind of all hedges on if Carson Wentz is going to play, but if he's not, I will take the Titans to win and cover, and I will take the over. I think that's fair. Um, I think that we wait for the Lions to change on this and kind of see where we're at. But as it sits right now, I will take the Titans to cover and the over as well. All right. Ravens and Lions? Ravens are nine-point favorites with a 50 over-under. Okay. I will take the Ravens. I almost said Lions for some reason. didn't mean it. I will take the Ravens to win and cover here and... 50 on the over-under, I will take the over. I agree. We've got Washington at Buffalo. Buffalo being a 9-point favorite with a 46 over-under. I will take the Bills to win, but Washington to cover, and I'll take the over. I agree. Saints-Patriots. This one's only a 3-point Patriots favored um, with 43 as the over-under. I'm going to take the Saints to win outright, and I will take the over. 
this one's tough for me. Um, I really like the Pats at home. I think three points at home is not a lot, but I'm going to take them to win and cover, and then I'll also take the over. All right, I've got the next one I'm looking at is Chargers-Chiefs. Chiefs being six-and-a-half-point favorites, so basically they're going to win by a touchdown and then 55-and-a-half as the over-under. Okay, I'm going to take Chiefs to win, but the Chargers to cover, and I 55-and-a-half, I'll take the over. I agree. Falcons-Giants. Giants being three-point favorites, 48-and-a-half being the over-under. I'll take the Giants to win and cover the three, and I will take the over. No, I'll go under. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, so that would be Giants winning, covering, under. Okay. Bears and Browns. So as it sits right now, seven and a half point favorites for the Browns, 46 and a half the over-under. That's a low over-under, um, but maybe the Bears offense calls for that. I will take the Browns to win and cover, but I will take the over. I agree. As much as I hate to say it. Love you, Justin. He'll get his feet in, just not against the Browns. Exactly. Next one I'm looking at is Dolphins-Raiders. Raiders are minus four, and the over-under is 45 and a half. Well, I guarantee you this line was made before it was announced that Tua would not be playing. I agree. I will take the Ra Raiders to win, and I will pound the cover on that one because four points against Jacoby Brissett. I'll take that all day long, and I will take the over on 45. I agree. Jets-Broncos. This one's going to be an interesting one because the Broncos are 11-point favorites with That's a, a big... 41 over-under. That's a pretty big spread there. That's a big number, but I'm going to take the Broncos to win and cover. And a 41, I mean, that's low. I'll take the over. At 11 points, I'm going to take the Jets to cover, but Denver to win. Okay. Um, oh man, 41's not high. I'm going to take the over on that, too. Fair. It's hard for me to not give a team, you know, 11 points. All right. Buccaneers and Rams. Bucks and Rams is going to be interesting. Rams are only a one-point favorite. With a 54-and-a-half over-under? I don't know. I'll, uh... Man, that's close. I'm going to take the Rams to win and cover only because a one-point line is hard not to cover. I agree. Um, and they're at home. I'll take that. 55 and the over-under, I will take the under. So will I. <laughs> so will I. Right. Seahawks-Vikings. We've got Seahawks as one-point favorites, 55 and a half being the over-under again. Um, I don't know why that's such a high over-under. That's a huge over-under. take the Seahawks to win and cover, but I will take the under. I agree. So you're picking the Vikings. I I don't know, man. Looking at it, at one point, I don't know if I can get the Vikings. That's fair. The Vikings at home, though. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, give, them, give me Vikings plus Let's one. Let's have some differing picks, damn it. Give me Vikings plus one, and I'll take the under. You know what? I'll clap for you on that one. Nice! All right, Sunday night football, Packers at Niners. Niners are four-point favorites with a 47-and-a-half over-under. surprising, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll take the Packers outright. Um, give me the over. Yeah, I don't understand why that. I'm, I'm hammering the over on that thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. All right. Real barn burner for Monday night. We got Eagles and Cowboys. It's a 51 over-under with minus four for the Cowboys. Well, I'm taking the under, and I'm taking the Cowboys to win with the Eagles covering. 
I will take the Eagles outright, and you know what? Let's go over. All right. Well, that's going to do it this week. Um, Till next time. All right, guys. You know the dealio. If you like the podcast, you got something from it, or hey, maybe you took our picks and you won some money. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Let somebody know what's up. Uh, Other than that, we'll see you next week. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, ski, ski.